If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you want more out of your life, there is another way. Whether you're lacking momentum in your business, you don't have a supportive environment, or you're tired of not living in your gifts and finally want to live a life that excites you, we can help. All you have to do is get on a call with somebody on my team that's going to rock your world by going to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, we are there to help you rock your money and your life. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and let's get started today. I had the pleasure of speaking to Brad Blazer. He's the founder of Learn to Soar and Build a Beast coaching programs. He's a premier provider of training and coaching services that are committed to unleashing the most potential in each individual he works with. His coaching programs help people develop the mindset to close million dollar deals. It's the one thing Brad has done repeatedly over in his career that he passes on to his students. Brad's track record of inspiring extraordinary results has made him a sought after thought leader, speaker, and coach in the field of human potential. And today we get to have a chat with him. And welcome to the show. How are you, Brad? I'm doing fantastic, Rock. How are you? I'm doing super also. For those of you that can't see Brad, he looks very, very sexy in his uh, studio. (laughs) Soon to be bald like you. That's why I'm wearing the hat today, Rock. (laughs) That's all right. You can do that. You can resist it for a while, then you'll succumb. So listen, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you have a huge impact in the world right now. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how you got there. Absolutely. You know, uh, my background is really uh, rather unique. I was uh, very fortunate to be hugely successful at a very young age. I was in school studying architecture, really wanted to use the architectural training to go into real estate development. And while I was in school, I got sidetracked. I responded to an advertisement. I ended up working for a very small oil company, raising money from uh, investors. And uh, after doing that for about two and a half years and finding out, unfortunately, the organization I was working with uh, ended up to be a bunch of crooks, I went off on my own. And so at the age of 23, without a formal college degree, I built a multi-million dollar oil company with energy projects in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, of course, with the Tax Reform Act and uh, the collapse of oil prices, had to make one of the most challenging, difficult decisions I think I've ever been tasked with, Rock. And that was, do I continue to put my personal savings into this because I can't control the outcome? Or do I just over time slowly dissolve it, pay off the creditors and find the next chapter of my life? And so that's what I did. I went back to school, came out with a finding some wonderful people, whether I've heard them as keynote speakers or work with them or met in person, people like Joe Namath, Rudy Rudiger, Kevin O'Leary, former President George W. Bush. And so my book, On the Wings of Eagles, Learning to Soar in Life, is really a compilation of the messages from each one of these tremendous thought leaders that I've met with over the last seven to 10 years. 
So how does somebody, first of all, get into the audience of people like this? How did you do that? Absolutely. Um, one is networking. Um, I was blessed while I was in business to be introduced to a gentleman by the name of Walter Haley. Walter Haley grew an insurance company in Texas that he sold for millions. And so after his first career, he was a coach and an author. And Walter wrote a great book called Near Marketing under the premise that you are only seven touches away basically from anybody you'd like to be introduced to. And so, you know, today, of course, with LinkedIn and social media, that process is so much easier today. And so through the relationships I've developed, I've asked for introductions and I say, look, you know, who are you connected to that I need to meet? And so it's been through those introductions that I've had the great fortune to just meet some wonderful people, go to their offices, sit down with them. Many cases, of course, they were nothing more than a keynote speaker. And where many people are in the audience with their arms folded back, just listening, I'm taking, of course, scrupulous notes, wanting to absorb everything that these wonderful thought leaders have. And that's, of course, the, a lot of what I do in my coaching and speaking is basically sharing the stories, whether it's don't give up or pursue your dreams or you got to have a purpose in life. Uh, you know, as I always say, if you're going to learn, learn from the best. Yeah, I love that. So a big thing that I talk about is we accumulate labels throughout our life. You know, president of the United States definitely is a big label. Not everybody can say, <laughs> but, you know, lazy or you'll never amount to much. We accumulate these labels and often we live through them in our life unless we have the conscious awareness to realize that they're only suggestions. Tell me a little bit about maybe labels you had when you were younger that you worked through in order to become somebody that can empower so many people. Sure. No, it's a, a great. And it's actually the concept for my second book, which is called The Blueprint for Your Better Life. Um, I, as an author, did something uniquely different. When I wrote my book, I said, I've got to do something special and unique that sets me apart from others. And so what I did is I coined the phrase called the art of beliefology. And the tagline of that is, if you change your beliefs, you have the ability to change your future. Your life today doesn't have to be your life tomorrow. And so as I grew up, uh, you know, I think that much like yourself, of course, I saw your video and I've started the process of uh, reading your book, is um, I had a dad, but he wasn't present. And so I wanted to prove myself to him where I was always, I guess, brought up feeling somewhat inadequate. And there was the desire to prove myself and constantly do better and do more. And I think a lot of that is what propelled me after I came out of the oil and gas industry, because certainly that was a low point in my career. I mean, my God, I'm dissolving this company that I built over a decade, went through a tough divorce. My first wife left me. And a lot of people just would have gone into a rat hole and uh, gone into hibernation and gone into a deep spiral. And the thing that I, of course, I think was blessed with is really a purpose. And I looked at myself and I said, you know, there aren't many 23-year-old kids that go out and build multi-million dollar companies. And so that's what kind of recharged me and allowed me to move forward and ultimately end up where I am today. So today, how, how do you describe yourself, author, coach? What are the ways that you see yourself today that, that enable you to help other people? Um, it's really funny. You know, um, when people ask me, uh, Brad, what do you do? I kind of step back from that question and I say, before I tell you what I do, let me tell you what I believe. 
and I lead with what I believe, Rock. I believe everybody in life deserves a coach. I believe people that are coached will outsell, out-earn, and have greater success. Uh, I believe, of course, if you change your beliefs, you change your future, and I believe it's better to be on the outside of the frame looking in than on the inside of the frame looking out. And then I say, let me explain to you now why I believe those things. Over the last seven years, I've studied human performance. I've read books. I've studied NLP. I've studied hypnosis. I've met all of these great people. Now, let me tell you what I do. And so by doing that, what I've now done is I have not commoditized myself with the industry of coaching and training. I have positioned myself as a person of interest. And I explain to people that the coaching clients I work with typically see 30 to 45% success over the next six to nine months. If we could do that for you or your business, would you like to learn more? And so I think by leading with beliefs and convictions is what allows us to become what I call people of interest. I love it. I love it a lot. So what are some beliefs that frequently come up that disempower people and keep them off the track and how do you reframe them? You know, I think one certainly that I hear over and over again, and I explain to people that the beliefs you have are limiting beliefs, or what I call, of course, self-doubt. And I explain to them that these typically take place between the ages of seven to 12. They're part of your subconscious. You don't even know they're there. And you have to understand the ability to challenge those beliefs. The one that I typically hear more uh, frequently now is I want to start a business. I, I know that I've got this passion to do something. And I look at them and I say, well, why are you not moving forward? Why are you not taking action? And there's the reservation of, well, you know, I don't know enough about starting a business, or I don't know enough about accounting, or I don't know enough about this. And I look at them and I say, let me tell you something. At the age of 23, lacking a college degree, all I thought a business needed was stationery and business cards. I smile and I just say, I figured it out along the way. And so will you. You've got to take that first step. You've got to take action. I say goals without action are nothing but dreams. And in life, I feel a lot of people are kind of on the edge of that diving board. I use the analogy, Rock, that when you were a little kid and you climbed up the ladder to the high dive and you climbed out to the end of the diving board and you look down, it naturally appeared much higher than it was because the water's clear. So you're looking at the bottom of the pool, which you know gives the image or the illusion of adding another 10 to 12 feet. And you look back and there's a long line forming behind you. So you know you can't turn around to go the other way. But once you take that leap of faith and you realize you didn't get killed, you're like, boy, that was a lot of fun. And you're doing it over and over and over again. Sometimes people need that little nudge. And so what I try to do is create new habits for people and say, let's sit down and plan goals. I say goals have to follow what I call the SMART principle. I use the acronym SMART, S, specificity. They need to be specific. M, measurable. A, they need to be actionable. R is they need to be realistic and they need to be time bound. And so I put together a goal planning guide that I make available. It's free just for registering and following us. And that really is the first step people take in the relationship because again, without goals and without putting those in action, you can be a dreamer forever. So one of my beliefs, and I got this growing up at a farm, is that no just means new opportunity. <laughs> yes. And that there's always a way because I grew up and we had to feed the animals and it didn't matter whether you know, up in Canada, whether it was snowing or the pipes froze, you had to find a way to get the nutrition to the animals. It was not optional and it was 365 days a year. 
So not knowing it, that age between seven and 12 that you referred to, I started to develop this belief that there's always a way. And an obstacle is merely temporary. And I did not know it, but I developed this belief and it served me in business that as long as I'm committed and creative, I'll always find a way if I don't quit. Is that, is that a useful belief, do you think, for most people to embrace? I, I totally embrace it and I agree. Um, I believe there are three types of people in the world, Rock. There are the blamers who blame their life on somebody else. It's because of that person or it's because of that action or it's because my boss doesn't like me that I'm where I am. The second type are the dreamers, as I call them. The dreamers dream, but they never take action. And as I tell people, there's a difference between being an entrepreneur and being a entrepreneur. And then the last are the game changers. Those are the guys that take action that, like you just said, figure out a way. I look at obstacles as challenges, but guess what? Every obstacle I've been faced with, every challenge I've been faced with, there's an outcome. You just got to figure it out. So your analogy and your description of life on the farm makes a lot of sense, absolutely. And I think that belief, certainly for many of our followers and listeners, makes tremendous sense. You bet. So we live in a culture of immediate gratification. You want to order a movie, you can order it like this. You want to download a book, you listen to a podcast. Everything's available immediately. And this sense of deferred gratification is very weak muscle, in my opinion, for most people. How do you help people defer things that feel good so that they can actually get what they say they want? How do you coach them through that? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I explained to them that, you know, one of the interactions I had um, in Austin, Texas with Zig Ziglar sitting down with Zig and others at a breakfast is Zig had a great saying that I love, and that is do things that others won't, so you'll have things that they don't. And I explain to people that success doesn't come overnight. You know, you look at so many people that are where you want to be, then you want to emulate but you don't realize the years and the hard work and the getting down in the trenches that got them where they are today. You know, people come up to me now and they're like, man, you're a hustler, man. You're being interviewed on radios. You're traveling, uh, you know, and you're all over the place. You've got a book that's uh, number one rated for young entrepreneurs. You've got your second one. They don't realize they'll rock the long nights up to two, three on the computer, <laughs> banging away, editing. They don't, realize or see the nights on the road spent away from my wife and my daughter in the hotel rooms that got me where I am today. And so part of that coaching is I explained to them that you have to basically forego today for a better tomorrow. And one of the things that I think has helped me in the coaching process is using the analogy of compound interest, showing them a chart and saying $100 put aside every month over time grows to what? A couple million. You don't end up with a couple million next week. You don't end up with a couple million next year. But over time, by working diligently and paying yourself first, you can and you will become a millionaire. The same thing applies to your career and the success you desire. You've got to instill those habits. Those habits will create what I call muscle memory. And then that muscle memory fosters a new way of life. Now, you seem incredibly certain, focused, articulate. You are on how, how did you get to that place where you're able to communicate that way? Because I find most people are doubtful and hesitant. So if you're coaching people, you're there. 
how do you get somebody there that maybe feels like they they can't be quite like you? <laughs> um, they have to have desire. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it is volume. You start talking to so many people where, you know, some people are going to come in and they're going to be receptive and they are going to develop the habits and they are going to change. Uh, other people will listen to the podcast. They may read the book, um, but they really just lack that desire. And so as I'm going through what I call that clarity call where I'm exploring what they're looking for, what they want to become, what the vision of their future success looks like, I really try to dig down and I ask very pointed questions, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to this? How committed are you to a better life? How committed are you to turning your back to the people that know you that are going to roll their eyes and that are going to become the naysayers and they're going to become the people that try to tear you down because they don't have the success and they're not going to a brighter future. And for me personally, in my life, that was one of the most difficult things because I thought all my family and friends would be the first groups of people to run out and buy my new book. <laughs> Trust me, I see you shaking your head. It didn't work that way. Uh, you know, now that they see the success, they're running out and of course they're buying it, but they looked at me very differently. And I won't say that they tried to tear me down, but they rolled their eyes and they were the naysayers. And I said, as you develop a new person and a new identity that has purpose and direction and is carrying you to a brighter future, you really have to be totally committed because it'll be hard to change. But once you do change, you will be a better person as a result of that process. What's the biggest challenge you personally are working on right now? Um, there's a couple things. You know, one, of course, is the second book, uh, A Blueprint for Your Better Self. Uh, the other is basically putting together our two coaching programs called Build a Beast, and the other one is Mega Producer. Uh, over the course of my career, I've been fortunate to have closed the largest transactions for multiple companies, $11 million, $9 million, $5 million, where it wasn't just one big sale. There was certainly repetition. And what I've learned is there's a proper mindset to close big deals. Uh, many salespeople look up to the prospect because they know they're a person of wealth. And I tell them, people like to be talked to eyeball to eyeball. You have to communicate. And sometimes you have to give that person that little nudge, that little push, and have the courage, or I call the prey drive, to constantly be closing. I think the biggest challenge really for me uh, at this point in my career is getting to a point now where I'm really building what I call the machine. Um, so many people in business get to a point, and as you know, and as you're right, we're driven by pain and pleasure, and they accumulate a small little a pool of savings, and they want to hoard it. They don't want to reinvest it. And so I'm now at the point where reinvesting in the coaching business, we're reinvesting by hiring people onto the team and really kind of taking this to the next level. So for me, really, it's more time management, clarity of my goals, running the program, becoming a speaker. And then, of course, putting together retreats with great guys like you, networking with other coaches. I mean, that's really what it's all about, right, is sharing our message and our beliefs on a stage where we can monetize that and share that story and those books with millions. So who ends up being your ideal client? Who do you like to work with? We work with all peoples alive. I'd say our, our biggest is probably uh, salespeople, people that are in the sales profession. Uh, we do with a lot of realtors, a lot of people in pharmaceutical sales, you know, they're driving around in their car every day, which is why we're actually taking our book and making now an audio book, uh, working with a narrator on that. 
but really it's, it's anybody from any walk of life that has followed us, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we're now going to start using Snapchat because somebody told me that Snapchat is a great social media platform. And by putting them into our funnel and having Lisa reach out with an introductory call and then getting on the phone with me, we're finding that really what people are gravitating to is the art of beliefology. And so one of the things that I'm actually working with uh, another gentleman on is taking that concept and bringing other speakers and other coaches to Houston and say, if you want to get certified to take the art of beliefology concept back to your market and now say you are certified to use this trademark process and actually use that phrase in your marketing, I can now actually start coaching and working with other speakers and trainers. And so that's something that we're trying to incorporate into our business as well. I love it. So if people want to get hold of you, how do they, uh, how do they do that? Well, the book, uh, which is on the wings of Eagles is uh, on Amazon. Uh, it's called on the wings of Eagles, learning to store in life. Uh, it's in an ebook as well as paperback. Uh, the easiest way to connect with us is just uh, www.bradblazar.com. My last name is spelled B L A Z like zebra A R. And uh, right there, of course, you can register. You can become a follower. By doing that, you get our free Build-A-Beast Goal Planning Guide, which gives you clarity. And that's the easy way to uh, connect with us. That's awesome. So, Brad, I want to remind our listeners that the words that follow I am follow you. And for them to describe themselves in a way that's intentional and purposeful and to look at maybe some of the labels that have been given to you in your past and to use your words, some of the beliefs or the beliefology that's become part of your life and see if they serve you. Maybe you're somebody that quits. You don't, you don't feel like you're a morning person and you have these labels you've given yourself that don't serve you. You may want to upgrade them and romance them and spend some time with them. What are some of your favorite ways that you describe yourself, Brad, that, that empower you? Well, I got it on my hat here, obsessed. <laughs> I actually yesterday had the pleasure of hosting on my podcast, Learn a Soar, which I know you'll be on next week, Evan Stewart, who's the founder of the Obsessed Academy, who talks about creating a life of obsession. And I said, I love that. And so I'm wearing his hat today and people are asking me, what, what's the obsessed? And I said, that's the name of my super yacht. <laughs> uh, but in reality, uh, one is success. The other is uh, passionate about what I do. Uh, I have a purpose. My purpose is that when I um, basically uh, work alongside somebody or when I bring on a new coaching client or just, uh, you know, anybody that I meet on a daily basis is leaving that relationship where they feel that there was value added to that. I always tell people, people may forget your name, but they will never forget you if you make them feel special. And so I love that. And so it's the relationships. And I feel that business is nothing more than a positive exchange of energy between two people. Uh, the other word that I would say is uh, highly motivated and energetic. I mean, I'm up every day five. I go to the fitness center. I'm on the treadmill pushing the weights around, uh, you know, try to be the embodiment of the beast and the coach that I am. Uh, I don't think anybody would want to hire a coach that they meet uh, in person that is a couch potato, you know, carrying around 270 pounds when you're trying to preach that you're building beasts and that you're trying to be an eagle. So, uh, you know, I walk the talk. And uh, I, I want to basically be remembered by uh, those that love me and those that care about me as a passionate person that had tremendous passion in life that had beliefs and wanted then to assist others in altering their beliefs so they could have brighter futures. 
Well, Brad, I don't think that there's anything uh, non-energetic about, energetic about you. Even your name has got Blazar. It's <laughs> like it's got this energy to it. So I appreciate that. You've dumped a lot of gems for the listeners. So I appreciate. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Rock, for hosting me today. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.